Welcome to the weekly Woodcast with Dennis and Michael Woodworth and our special guest today, who's actually a personal friend of mine that I coached in baseball years ago, almost seems like, well, it has been decades ago, the owner and operator of 902 Athletics, Joel Holland. Welcome to the show, Joel. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, well, we're, we're excited to have you because you, we're going to dig into some things today. I think that people around the globe, we, we have a, a webcast or a podcast that deals with global topics from a community perspective, which... Really what we're excited about is talking about fitness and nutrition today mm-hmm. from somebody that, you know, has lost 60, 70 pounds in his life at one time or actually yeah. two times. Um, we really want to dig into some information today to help people gain an, a, a knowledge base of understanding of, of how to build a foundation to be able to live a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. Not so much about losing weight, but actually a healthy yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, no, yeah, just a healthy, active lifestyle, uh, living better, feeling better. And um, our, our thing is, too, is... Uh, we have a fitness community. Um, we built a community here in Bridgewater, and um, people come to us because they want to be a part of something um, bigger than them. Right. And um, we've been able to supply that for the past six years um, from grassroots, from pure straight-up grassroots. Yeah, absolutely. And, I remember. Uh, and I, uh, I take great pride in every single person that walks through our doors daily and being able to change their lives for the better, make them feel better, um, it's mental, physical, and uh, everything for uh, the type of training we do at 902. I mean, it's almost like a school teacher, if you think about it, like a school <laughs> teacher that teaches a student. Yeah. Uh, they're a graduate of a school, and you're proud to teach them. Very similar. It's funny you say that. Uh, I have multiple teachers who are now my, my clients. Yeah, so the your roles, students. The roles have reversed. That's pretty cool. Very As cool. Uh, my grade 7 teacher, 789 teacher from Bayview, uh, Deanna Rodding, she's yeah. been one of my longtime members and most uh, dedicated people from my garage. And uh, yeah, it's it's so cool to be able to uh, to grow up and be able to educate them on what we do now and how uh, how we can help better them. So talk about how the average person in a twenty four hour time frame they make a decision that they want to lose weight. I know how much time and research it took me mm-hmm. to do it on my own, yep. to be able to access a, a facility like yours yep. would have saved me a lot of time because your knowledge base is already there. So talk about your staff, talk about the people that are on the team, very similar to a coaching staff on a professional sports team or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So my focus has always been from the, the business standpoint and bringing in what I don't know. Um, and having professionals and uh, and those people that I can't provide the service for. So we have a professional dietitian on staff. Um, we, we have two locations, which one has now been taken over, and we've we've partnered with Atlantic Sport Performance. Right. Um, and bringing in people that uh, that can make sure that the job is done above and beyond what anybody could ever think of seeing in Bridgewater. Um, when I when I grew up, we didn't have a sport performance, and we didn't have a facility like nine hundred two. Very true. It was it was the Y, which there's nothing wrong with the Y. No, nope. um, it is. It's just a different type of training. Very much. Um, we we want to educate. We want to inspire. We want to teach. We want to give people knowledge so that when they when they walk through the doors, um, they don't have to think. So essentially, we have ten coaches. Um, at nine hundred two. We have a dietitian. We have a sport performance coach, um, 
and the, the, the biggest focus is is those people um, being able to give all that information to to the community right yeah so it's um it's important because I can't do it all and I, ne- I need to surround myself and bring people in that can uh, that can do a better job or as equal of something that I right. would do on a daily basis because I got to a point when I started this this journey when I wasn't the main focal point um, people were like well we won't be paid for Joel you know and it's about educating our, my staff and giving them the resources so that they can be the best version of themselves for our community um, whether it's um, continuing education um, for example on November 7th we're doing a, a staff summit and uh, we're getting neurological testing done so oh, we're getting we're getting neurotyped. So there's different types, neurotypes, type one, Absolutely. type two, type Absolutely. three, three A B. And it it's based off of what type of training you respond to, uh, what type of nutrition that you should be uh, using in Absolutely. your daily training. We're getting um Jason Lamond, a local um a local guy here that does uh VO two max and moxie testing. And we're gonna test one of our athletes and then we're going to take that data and we're going to put it up on the board and show our, our staff how to build a training program based off of science. So an actual training program that, uh, that we get directly from a, a VO2 max test. And, um, and then we're bringing in a, um, our, our, our head physiotherapist. We're talking about injuries that we see, injury prevention. Um, with the stuff that we do at 902, it's not just like isolation. It's, it's a full body most days. Right. So we are moving odd objects. We're moving barbells. We're moving our bodies over a bar. We're jumping over a box. So we have to make sure, and it, we always have to be on our game at 902 um, because if we're not, you know, people, they do have um, certain things that will happen to them, but that happens to them no matter what they're doing in daily life. Mm. Um, so our, our focus is to keep people moving as long as we possibly can. Uh, keep them healthy, and uh, enjoy their life and uh, create a long-lasting effect. I was watching um, two videos on Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's personal trainer Mm -hmm. on how he specifically individualized their training. And it's such a complex way of training because each individual is different. Even Michael and Kobe are very similar. Yep. But they're very different too, and that's yeah that that relates exactly to. We do group classes, but right. we don't want to be known as as a group fitness class. We want to be known as every single person walks through the door, and um, even though uh, the workout is the same on the board, we want to we want to be able to specifically scale, modify, change, and give that person uh, the workout that they should be getting. Of course, um, my mother, for example, who's, I was just going to bring her up. Who's seventy-one years old mm. and having a hip replacement next yeah. week, a full hip replacement. Um, she's still coming to the gym daily, and she's doing the same workouts that I I do. Uh, some of our high-level athletes do, but it's modified. It's, it's modified. It's exactly. modified by the the individual's needs. Um, we're not asking my mother to clean and jerk. Yeah, no full, kidding, full right? bottom out squat <laughs> clean, you know, at the heaviest weight she can possibly hit. She'd probably get pretty upset at you. <laughs> yes, she would be. She wouldn't be yeah, coming I back. Would, would. On that, on that note of two, like trying to, to, to surround, to surround ourselves with people, uh, that make us better. Like I just invested in a, in a mentor myself of, course. of a mentor to, uh, who, you know, 
who has been in the game of CrossFit and uh, functional fitness and the the training that they've done. I mean, she's been doing it for I think fifteen years now. I've been doing it for six. She's she's a multi million dollar company. Exactly. You know where I want to get to that point. Um, I don't want to have like I would like to have maybe one more facility. That might be a goal of mine. But uh, the next step is to expand the facility to the final product, and um, and just do Bridgewater uh, the best service I possibly can. Well, to on the and I don't want to get too much into that today in this subject, but really in regards to any kind of business model mm. to grow as an entrepreneur yeah. means you need to multiply, yeah. which you're doing the right thing because you can't be in every facility. Nope. Your philosophies, your concepts can, yep. but you can't physically be there. Yep. And that's what any, you know, whether it's McDonald's, which I is not a great example, but in regards to franchising or multiplication, it is a good example. If you have a proven system that works, mm. Then you just multiply that system by one, ten, a hundred, ten thousand, or a hundred thousand. And it's yeah, it's the same thing too. Is bringing in you have to bring in the right people. Yeah. When you're not there, because 100%. if you, if you well, don't have the right people behind you, and understanding why you're doing certain things, um, that that negativity gets built up, and, and and you don't really get the the response that you need in that second facility. Um, Do you think the word would be? Instead of hiring someone, you would empower them. Absolutely. If you empower them, yeah. they're multiplying your effort. And that, that's where a franchise comes from. 100%. You know what I mean? Where it's, you get a certain, you get a certain percentage. Yeah. Or you get, uh, you get value. But they follow your complete right. process. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's. Um, I totally agree. Let's, um. so let's, for, before we get into the fitness part of it, let's talk about the foundation. Mm-hmm which is nutrition. And I know it's not your specialty. No, which uh, is why I brought in. Of uh, course. Uh, but still, there's some basics. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? Like Absolutely. you eat specific things per day for a reason. Yeah. Right? So let's talk about, because uh, there's a lot of different diets out there. Mm-hmm. I don't even call them diets. I call them lifestyle changes. Yeah, I don't, yeah. You sh- that's the way you should look at it. That's all do- it is. I don't even believe in diets anymore. I believe in eating for long term. Like long term. You, uh, you shouldn't try to, to diet, you should try to make lifestyle changes. Smart choices. Smart choices daily. And, and you can, I mean, the pizza shops or whatever, the, you can still do those things. They're not going to end your life, but it can't be something you do repetitively on a daily no, you basis. Just, yeah, you just need moderation. Yeah. So foundation-wise, what would you say would be a typical day for diet or uh, for lifestyle? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so different for everyone. But... Yeah. Um, my background is uh, competitive CrossFit, mm-hmm. not at the, the games level in any right, way. But still. But uh, I do CrossFit competitively. I still lift heavy weights right. daily, which mm-hmm. I absolutely enjoy. And um, it's about getting the fuel for me right now. Yeah. Um, getting enough fuel and getting the right fuel. Well, um, isn't that what food is? Yeah. And, and water. I mean. Yeah. And hydration. It's fuel. Sleep. Sleep is so important. 100%. It should be factored into the nutrition aspect. Really should be. You know, sleep, people uh, people go out and they and they train their asses off. Then they go home, and then maybe they're getting five hours of, di- of sleep a night. And they come back and they wonder why they're not recovering, but they're eating well. Well, and too, on top of that, not just sleep, Joel, but deep sleep. Mm. Right? Like that REM sleep. Where that's where your recovery is really coming from. The problem is, like, for me, I can tell you personally, 
the hard thing for me to do is sleep um, because there's so many things in my mind that doesn't shut off entrepreneurially. Mm. So when you have that effect on your body, you don't recover as well. Mm-hmm. I know? totally agree. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I see it in my mom. My mom sleeps two hours a night. Wow. And her body's breaking down on her. And now it's, it's becoming, uh, yeah. it's becoming so mentally exhausting to do something on a daily basis because so she's what not would sleeping. be what would be in your opinion the average amount of sleep someone should have I would say uh, seven to uh, seven to nine hours yeah. nine on the high end seven on the low end is extremely uh, beneficial um, and then water like water is so important that's what our body's made up <laughs> right like so many people take for granted how much water they should be consuming on it like I carry this around with me every single day yeah like it, it doesn't leave my side. And um, on top of that, coffee, coffee, anything that they're taking that actually, you know, alcohol, anything that's going to dehydrate you. It will, because that's right? a diuretic. Right. You, right. You, you need to be taking all those things to in, into account. And add more water and to it. If someone were to just uh, start out simple by drinking enough water and realizing the difference on a daily basis of how they feel just by being hydrated as, as opposed to not. Absolutely. It's as simple as, as going to the bathroom and peeing. And looking at the color of your urine, urine, and big difference, isn't it? Right. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's extremely important. That's that's part of nutrition as well. I mean, I on a daily basis, like right now, I'm trying to gain weight. As we, as you told me, or we talked about, I have ulcerative colitis. Right. And I went through a pretty bad flare up four, four and a half years ago. I lost 70, 75 pounds. I remember. Yeah, and uh, I almost had. I almost had my colon removed, um, but um, I, I've completely changed um, how I, I think about, like, I barely drink anymore. Like, I'll drink maybe once every every two months because right. it affects me. It really does affect me. It affects my training. And before all this happened, I used to, th- I used to be so uh, focused on aesthetics of how I looked when I trained. And, and now it's all about performance and that's what CrossFit has shifted me to and how I feel. Um, and that's what, that's the main focus of what I've done because I've, I'm a performance athlete baseball and, um, you train to perform, not train to how, how, how you look. And there, there's, there's different styles of training bodybuilding, but, um, my, I feel and enjoy training to perform. I think one of the things in society that I've learned is that we, we kind of judge people sometimes too much based on what they look like, what job they have, you know, what car they drive, what clothes they wear. When you, I used to always remember a long time ago, 30 years ago, when an old farmer would come up and buy a vehicle or something and they'd pay for the vehicle in cash. You, you judge them based on they're an old farmer and then they come up and they pay for something in cash. You, you, you I think when you get into the depth of an individual, you look beyond those surface-based items in life. That's when you really get to know somebody. And on that note, that's what I've tried to model my, my facility. Good. When someone walks through the door, there's no judgment. Yeah. They're, and that's, that's the way it should be. Like when you walk in and... Um, I'll use the word, you know, overweight. It's not, oh, what are they doing here? It's how can we help? What can we do for you? 
What are your goals? What are your aspirations? And then it's the support of the community that keeps people coming back. Well, I think one of the things would be difficult is the decision to actually ask for help, mm-hmm. especially if you are overweight, mm-hmm. to be able to find the right people. And, and like you say, building a team and empowering people to be able to build a culture that you have there, I think goes far beyond the word gym, right? Like yeah. we have a lot it's of a family, gyms, right? It's a family. Right? There's a lot of gyms, yeah. but there's very few cultures. Mm. And uh, that's why I've always been interested in following your progress because you evolve. You know, there's still gyms today that are the old Arnold Schwarzenegger gold gyms that go in and pound weights every day mm-hmm. and look in the mirror at themselves and say, God, I look great. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but, then there's the other parts of their lives that are a mess, yeah. an absolute mess. Yeah. So I think building a culture allows you to build a society of people for support too. Yep. Yes. The support system is, is huge. Um, when, when someone finishes a class, it's not, all right, get out. Yeah. It's how was your workout? And it's not just two when, when you finish a class, but when you walk in my, my first thing that I try to do with every single person that walks through our door when they get to their square, because with COVID, right? Yeah, um, no I walk around and I say, "How you doing today? How you feeling? How'd you sleep?" And uh, it's it's important too because injuries happen, and and sometimes they they can happen in the gym, but it's not a product of what actually happened in the gym. Exactly, it's it's their actual recovery methods outside the gym, their stress levels at work, their stress levels with their family, sleep how much they're actually getting out of their, their, their daily routine. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole product. There's a phrase I I've used and I've taught around the world is people don't care how much you know mm. until they know how much you care. Yeah. That's a great way. To so you're showing that empathy when Michael Grace was here yesterday in our podcast about, we need to be empathetic to people. And there's, there's so much less empathy in society today. Um, we're so superficial and when you have a culture like you've built, and that's why I brought you here is to, to share on that, the secret of what it's been for you. And what I admire about you is that that journey's never over. Never. You've never, I I don't think you'll ever reach this, the destination. There is no destination. Which is great. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, on the empathy note, it's, um, it's extremely important from a coaching aspect uh, to understand, for example, if I can do a, a pull-up right. or if I can do a ring muscle-up right. or if I can do a heavy squat clean, but those people don't and they just can't get it. You have to empathize with them and understand coming from their perspective so that you can coach them uh, to the best of your ability because it's easy to say, oh, just do this, just do yeah. this, but you don't understand what is their actual limiting factor, the things that they feel going through those movements and, and trying to relate with them on a completely different level of just fitness is, is important. Well, everybody has a wall. Totally. Some people have the wall right in front of themselves. Mm. Yes. Right? You got to push through that wall. I remember years ago, it actually was 10 years ago now, that uh, the day I was doing exercises and the first diamond push-up I was doing 50 minutes into the, the session – and Michael, who's obviously per- part of every podcast that we do, he's our technical director. Give me one, you pussy. Yeah, give me, <laughs> give me one, right? And I couldn't. I couldn't. Like at that time, 50 minutes in, I couldn't do one. And I said to Michael, I can't do one now, but when I'm finished, 
I'll give you way more than one. Yeah. And a year later, I was doing, you know, 20, 30 diamond push-ups 50 minutes in. Yeah. So it just, you got to push through that wall. And yeah, that's, that's extremely important to explain to people that a lot of people think they'll come in and in a month, things will be great. But it's, it's not a month. It's not, it's a, not month. a year. It's not yeah. two years. It's, this should be a lifestyle. lifestyle. If you really want to see longevity, uh, health, uh, wellness, the whole spectrum, um, you, you have to make this part of your lifestyle. You need, and part of your lifestyle is making that time every single week. Okay, so we talked about water. Mm. Now, we're, we're confronted in every community. It doesn't matter if you're living in a small town, big city. Every street, every corner has a McDonald's. It has a Tim Hortons. It has a Dairy Queen, an Arby's, a Kentucky Fried Chicken, a Subway. I mean, you name it. They're overloaded in every community. Yep. To live a healthy lifestyle is probably not the choice you're going to make. Because you can go through a drive-through yeah. and continue through the day. And I know because I lived it. I lived that situation. You go to a grocery store. There's even more of a more confusion for the average person because the way the grocery store is built. You know, most of the people that you're working with probably doesn't even go through those middle aisles. In most cases, they stay on the outside. Right. And that's the whole, that's what I was going to say. Most of the stuff that you're going to benefit from is on the outside of the the outside of the, you walk around, you start in Sobeys, our local Sobeys, you go, right. What do you get? Fruits, vegetables, all the things that are grown, not produced. Right. You know, you go back to the back. What do you get? You get meat, fish, protein, all the things that, you know, one of the macronutrients, Absolutely. you know, and then it's, um, yeah, so many people just, they take the easy way uh, because, like you said, it's convenient. convenient you go through, and simplistic. You, you drive, you drive through, you get your meal. You have everything per se, right? That you need, um, but it's not everything you need. It's well, a, it's the opposite. It's why you're always hungry too, mm. because you're not getting the nutrients you need, or you're 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 eating too much of one part of the ingredients, or yeah. the preservatives that are in the food are just dominating your system. So there's a lot of things. Yeah. That go the way into the food's that. made. Yeah, the way, the way it's the made. Food's made. Well, like grass-fed beef versus, you know, yep. produced meat, mm-hmm. right? Beef. It, it's yeah. McDonald's. I mean, they've had many controversies with the way that their food has been Absolutely. made and produced. And I think all those fast food chains are evolving. They're to, stepping it up. Well, they need to. They have to if they because there'll be a dinosaur if they don't. Right, and and that's the way the world is going. Like health healthy choices are, are a huge part of everyday life. When someone walks through McDonald's, if they don't have that healthy option, um, a lot of the time they'll go somewhere else. Absolutely. You know, but I mean, it's, uh, it's still, it's still a huge issue. The types of foods that people are eating on a daily. Well, and it's hard because, and we're going to talk about this in future podcasts, but we're dominated by influence. And these companies have spent gazillions of dollars. dollars you know, on influence My, branding, like literally yeah. branding your, your brain to think I need to go here. I need to go here to, to, to do it. And I know, cause I grew up as a kid in our community. I remember when McDonald's was first opened in Bridgewater and how, how successful and popular it was. And I'm not attacking any of the franchises, but reality is reality to live a healthy lifestyle in your opinion. And I know in your, your, your group, your team, fast food, 
is probably not part of your ingredient list. No, I mean, I was listening to uh, or watching one of the uh, the CrossFit Games um, documentaries. His name's Justin Medeiros, and uh, he's a rookie. Pull him up, Mike. And, Pull up uh, Justin Medeiros. Yeah, if you just go to YouTube and type in Justin Medeiros, Buttery Bros, and he'll come up. Um, but uh, he's he hasn't eaten fast food in almost you know, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Since or uh, twenty, sorry, thirty years. He's only twenty-one. Twenty years. He's never. Well, he uh, didn't eat never, fast food. He wasn't alive, so he didn't fast eat fast food. Because <laughs> he was breastfeeding. Yeah. Uh, cut that one out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so he, uh, he. It's just not what you do. It's not how you how you perform better. It's. Uh, it's hard, it's Joel. Detrimental. It's hard because I'm going to be the devil's advocate. It's hard for someone that's in a hurry all the time. Yeah. We're. Today's families are in a hurry so much, it's hard to do. Now, you know, we have one of your students coming in next week, Candace Ernst. Yep. She prepares all her food in advance. I think we, you just have to kind of re-educate yourself and then, and then utilize your time more efficiently to be able to be prepared. She has a different mentality than most people. Though. Oh, no question. She has the drive, yeah. the, the motivation, the dedication, um, to spend on on what she does, like which is meal prep. Yeah, meal prep is huge, and I just brought in healthy meals that are prepared and ready to go for you, um, for those people who I are you know who are on a busy schedule on the on the very front. It gives you the f- the full breakdown of fats, proteins, and carbs, so your macronutrients, and exactly what is in the meal, so people know exactly what they're getting. And um, there's no bullshit in it. Yeah. Right? There's no uh, things that you can't pronounce. It's it's just food. Yeah, there's no chemicals. <laughs> I those, always, those chemical words, if you read a box or you read anything and you, all you see is chemicals, yeah. probably you should back away. Hypoglycerin. <laughs> yeah, <and> <laughs> Warring, taurine, yeah. morning. Probably yeah. back away. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the energy drinks. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's just a whole downward spiral. Spiral. Our body is, and I try to explain this globally, even the countries that we're in, our body is so complex. Mm-hmm. We don't realize it can absorb so much abuse. And then all of a sudden, shuts down. It, it shuts down eventually. Some it shuts down sooner than others. Yeah, there was just an article actually that came up on uh, Facebook, on my f- uh, Facebook page. Uh, this guy drank four or five energy drinks a day for wow. seven, seven years. Huh. And he... His liver just shut down on him. His whole his whole body. He thought he was dying, and um, he had caffeine toxicity. Yeah, from the amount of energy drinks that he was drinking. And you're right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it might not nev- ever happen to me, but okay, a year in, two years in, three years in, you might be okay. Think about ten years of just constant abuse. No kidding. Not just food intake, but your whole surrounding, you know, like drinking every weekend. Okay, yeah, I feel good. I'm okay now. But think about, you know, when you're 30, 40, 50. Think about when you're 55 and you're still treating your body like that. It's Well, this it is what we were talking about with the pandemic, too, with this wonderful COVID-19 is happening, is that there's a lot of people. I remember looking on um, Facebook and, the, you know, the three-shot challenge, um, it was everywhere. Mm. It seemed like I nominate so and so and so and I. Did you? Did you do I it? I even did it. Did you? Well, I was just so bored in Cuba. 
right? I mean, I was there for forever. Yeah. But then I also, so I said to myself at that point, Dennis, if you're going to do something like that, yeah. then do something in a positive way. So what I said was, I, I want to do a humanitarian um, good deed challenge. So I actually, so I watched how many people did the three shot challenge. Mm -hmm. So you know, lining up the bottles, doing the shots and nominating your friends. When I did the good deed challenge, it, it didn't last any more than four days. Yeah, it's amazing how something that is so beneficial, people don't participate in versus something that is detrimental to your health. They yeah. participate. I just, I don't understand well, human nature that way i just don't i can tell you my theory more. my theory is that every human secretly is just finding a way to quickly off them to off themselves a little bit quicker <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what's that mike but it, it's yeah that's a philosophy well i mean it's easier to take a pill than it is to go in and work work your ass off in the gym for an hour well there's a dopamine effect with any alcohol or drug related item there's a there is it's it modifies your body's system and some people think they require it mm. I, I love the way joe rogan puts it i mean joe talks about the discipline of of working out the discipline of nutrition that it takes discipline like self-discipline to do it and that it's necessary it's not even something that he thinks he 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 knows it's something he needs to do every day yep. to make sure that he's in his peak performance every day and that's I don't. I think everybody would want to be in their peak performance if they knew how to be in their peak performance, and that's where once again, nine hundred two athletics comes in because most people don't know. First of all, they don't understand their why big enough, and then they don't know where to go get the how. Yeah, totally. And uh, I mean, it's so much easier. For, like, think about uh, a disease like uh, diabetes. Yeah. I mean, one of them is curable. Um, by a healthy, active lifestyle. And one of them is actually produced by an inactive, healthy, right. unhealthy uh, lifestyle. And uh, yes, um, you, can take, you can take drugs for, for it, and it does suppress or help the, the disease, but so does exercise. Why, why is one of them used? Because it's easier. I agree. Because it's easier to take a pill. Well, right? and the other thing is that I, I don't even want to get into this today because it could be a two-hour conversation, but our medical system in our country is not built on prevention. No. At all. No. It's just I, not. It, it isn't. Right. There, is, there is no preventative health care. There is just, let's fi try to fix the problem that we've created. I remember in 2013, I had a mucus infection from a cold that I had in the Caribbean that turned into a, a bacterial infection. Yep. Went to the doctor. I won't say who it, the doctor was, but they prescribed prednisone. Yeah. And in I was six, on that for four months. Six weeks, I gained 36 pounds. Yeah, brutal. I felt like a wood chipper, mm. right? I oh. went every night because I couldn't sleep. I would research every night on how to eliminate mucus in your body. So you eliminate red meat. You eliminate dairy. You eliminate grains. Yeah. You, 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 you drink, you know, uh, apple cider vinegar three times a day. All those things dramatically changed my situation and it wasn't from a doctor so i you know i come to the conclusion and i'm not saying all doctors i'm not at all but they're there to to mask a, a problem that, that you continue to have to buy the medication that yeah i mean i look at us as i look at 902 athletics as as preventative, preventative. health care absolutely that's what that's our main goal is to help people 
stay healthy or prevent disease. You know, we, there's many people who, who come through our doors who are already in that state, but there's many who we get early enough and youth that may not have, have taken this type of lifestyle and they're going to they're gonna continue it on even if they go to university. Then we ingrain that into their brains that healthy, active living paired with, you know, exercise is going to, to keep you going. Well, talk about the youth. What are we taught in school? That pyramid, right? We're taught, a, we're tra- we're taught that the pyramid of food that What's we're supposed to bottom? eat. Nutrition. Absolutely, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to, and it's evolved because um, a lot of the food ingredients that are put in that pyramid when I was in school which was a little while ago, well, me too. was yeah. built on industries that lobbied to be on the pyramid, yeah. right? I mean, that's really what it boils down to. And we were, uh, you know, a feast or flight type of species for a long time, yep. right? We would eat and run. Um, and today we're just so sedentary. We just, we're so relaxed. We work, we, we work way too much. Yep. I mean, even society today, it's seven days a week. Stores are open seven days a week. There are no rest days anymore. It's just, it's a go, go, go society. And are we in a better situation? I don't think so. I don't think. Higher stressed. Oh, I mean, look at the medication, the sleeping pills that people take. I mean, it's just, it's catastrophic. And I'm I'm worried about where we're going. So we, let's go back to that grocery store again before we get onto a different tangent, but let's talk about some of the ingredients that you feel your students should have on a daily basis. Or let's just talk about what you eat on a daily basis. So I'll wake up in the morning, and uh, the first thing that I eat, and this is, and people have to realize that it's so individualized. Oh, of course. And that you, you, can't, uh, you can't take one for another. Right. Um, banana. Glass of water. And my tea, because I quit coffee. And uh, what kind of tea? Uh, just a black tea. A black tea? Yeah, I go over to the Mahone Bay uh, Brewery, tea right. brewery, and I get uh, loose loose tea and brew it myself in the morning. Um, and water, very first thing that I do. I'm um, around eleven o'clock. I'll have a carb with a protein for fuel for my for my workout. Um, I try not to sit on like I try not to put fat into my into my meal before I, I work out. Right, I, find I, I feel sluggish. I feel heavy, um, and then after immediately after, also do a protein and a carb. Um, what what that is, it can change. So this morning it was turkey, rice, um, sweet potato, and that's what I ate before. And then after, I had another banana, and. Uh, I had another banana, and then um, and then I had one of the meals. I had one of the meals which had uh, ground beef, uh, lettuce, tomato, pickle, and then a whole wheat wrap. It's funny because uh, two of the guys that I follow exclusively mm-hmm. um, on a regular basis is Dr. Eric Berg mm-hmm. and Thomas DeLauer. Yeah. And they go through a multitude of different lifestyles because there's so many different we'll use the word diets for you know the person that's listening to the podcast 
there's a ketogenic diet. There's a vegan lifestyle. There's a, a, a paleo lifestyle. Inter so inter I've also tried intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is a big part of today. Yeah. I know I've learned a lot about it as well. If you performance-wise, if you intermittent fast effectively, yep. there's been there's been people in the world that fast. There's fasting in different cultures Absolutely. and religions. Religions, right? Well, I, I've, there's a. I saw one thing. It was on Joe Rogan's podcast where they were talking about uh, who lived the longest in the world. Yep. And there's uh, a community or like an island. I can't remember the exact name of where it was. But um, yeah, they live, a, a large percentage of their people live to be 100 plus. Yep. Way higher than the rest of the world. And they were wondering, yep. well, what, what, what could do? be different about them? What's, and they check their diet and stuff. And it's all about... Their, their diet and just there's nothing about the place they are or anything. There's nothing different about the people. It's just about how they live. Yeah. And they live well, a better lifestyle. It's not just diet though, but I mean, you could live next to a place where it has a waterfall with negative ions coming from the water. Stress. Yeah. If you're, if you're not running to work and having three kids going to play sports every day and going to bed at 11, 12, one, two in the morning, getting up at five in the morning to go to work again, Lifestyle's a big part of it. Yeah, and like it's, you said, it's it's always more. I need mo we need more. We need more. I need to do more. You know, and it 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 builds up to a point where you hit and this is burnout, which well, I which I've hit. I've I've hit burnout. Yeah. You know, when I first started my business, when I got out of my parents' garage and into that first facility and I didn't have any staff, um, and that's where I ended up getting sick. Um and it was a direct relation to that. Yeah. I was working and starting at 6 a.m. and leaving at 9.30 p.m. and doing that Monday to Friday. You, yeah, okay, you can do that for a, a year. I did it for two years. But at some point, okay, you, you, can, you need to invest in people um, because your health is, is the first. Well, if you don't have your health, Joel, it doesn't matter how much money you have. So true. If you lose your health, you'd pay anything to get it back. Yeah, I remember when my, my uncle got sick. And, um, he, I mean, he kept, he said to us, he said, if you don't have your health, and that's what my dad always says to me, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. I've learned in this journey, in the 10 years, this last decade of my life, quality versus quantity. <laughs> I stay in the quality component yep. of my life. Relationships, I don't, you don't, and, and needs versus wants. Do you really need this, mm. or do you just want it? Yeah. You stay in the the need category, you'll have less stress. Yeah, I try to um, I try to teach that in the CrossFit realm as well. Okay, quality yeah. over quantity. Yeah, a lot of people think CrossFit is so CrossFit's constantly varied, high intensity functional movements, um, which means AMRAPs, as many reps as possible, and people mistake that AMRAP for um, just improper movement. So They'll come in and they'll skip the uh, the movement standards, right. and they'll go directly to intensity. And when you skip the movement standards and you don't have the, the the base, that's where you hurt yourself. And that's where you know, like CrossFit itself has come up with the brand of this this cult and this this drink the Kool Aid and you're gonna go in, you're gonna hurt yourself. But it's it, if if it's done right and it's it's scaled appropriately. And you have the professionals that actually care, relating back to what you have talked about, caring for the individual, 
then you 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 build this 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 brand of fitness that isn't even CrossFit. It's now your own thing. You know, you still you're, you're still doing CrossFit, but a lot of people can do shitty CrossFit. True. Right. A lot of people, anybody can do shitty CrossFit. Yeah. You can you can set up a gym and say you're doing CrossFit. Great. Let's see what happens in six years and how many members you have and how many of the same members you have who are completely okay. That's well, I don't. That's what I first heard about CrossFit yeah. is is the the dangers or, or people saying, oh, well, that's just people throwing a bunch of weight around all really trying like, to go really just, fast, just trying to go as fast as they can. And they're throwing it, not yep. doing it properly. Yep. And I was like, well, are they really though? Cause a lot of them are looking really good friggin' shape and they're, they're coming out of it looking yeah. all right. So, well, intensity in, in any system or any training program, intensity is normally what brings results, right? You know, and that's why CrossFit works. Um, because it's intense and it, there, there can be a, a, a level playing field between intensity and, and, and quality. You well, can you, still you, move fast and move well, um, but you do have to slow it down for a lot of people who are in their later years and decrease the impact, decrease modification, again. modification, scalability, universally scalable. I mean, so really, I mean, Joel, I mean, there's so many systems out there. There is no one perfect fit. I really believe that there's a demographic of people that always reach out to a specific thing that interests them. Yep. It, CrossFit's not for everyone. No. Uh, beach body, the beach body brand isn't for everyone. Right. The thing that I, I like is that you have is the culture and the support system. And multiple multiple avenues to do Absolutely. types of training. If you don't, if you don't have the culture and the support system, it takes an incredibly disciplined person like a Candace Ernst to do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. You, the average person needs someone or a group to be able to support them for accountability. Because yeah, we all go through the hills and valleys. I just took my word out of my mouth, accountability. Mm-hmm. It's um, accountability from from a organization is what brings makes people come back. You know what I mean? So many people will start something They'll stick to it for three to four weeks and then they'll fall off because yeah. of their lifestyle, because yeah. of the demands of their family, their kids, um, their job. And, and it's our responsibility from a 902 athletics uh, standpoint to keep them accountable and keep them coming back so that they see the results that they, they can achieve because without accountability, it's kind of like, okay, well, what am I coming to? And, and on that Avenue of accountability, you have to make people actually want to show up. You well, know, you I have to make those workouts enjoyable. You have to make the people that they are seeing every single day um, want them to get better. Want them, you, we want to mot- motivate them. Well, you, you're you're a, a past baseball player. We'll we'll use that. Yes. Right. Yep. Even though I think if we started the team next year, you'd still make the effort to come out and play. Yeah. The reality is is that baseballs is similar that it's an individualized sport where you individually have to walk up to the plate, mm-hmm. but you're part of a team atmosphere. You, the, the score is a team score. That's what I like about what you've done, recognizing people for their classes that they've attended. Yeah. Because that's a team, it's an individual accomplishment in a team environment. Yeah. It means that they've attended a lot of classes with other people. Yeah. And it motivates the other people that have been part of those classes that to they get can there. to get there too. Yeah. So you're setting an example, yeah. and that's what I call a standard of excellence. Yeah, and they um, they take that patch yeah. because that patch 
is everything. Wow. And I make it everything because I, I truly care about every single person that walks through the doors. I mean, on a, when you get up into the 400s of members, it's, it's hard to, um, I mean, people talk about how many social connections you can actually like give a hundred percent effort to, right. you know, and once you get up past the hundreds, it's hard to keep the social connections, you know? Absolutely. So you need to have that support staff that are going to keep the other ones. For example, I'm a morning coach. I get there at 5 a.m. and I leave right about, you know, normally at one o'clock. Right. Um, and the evening crew, my evening coaches, need to have that same mentality, that same drive, that same passion um, that I try to instill in them so that um, when I'm not there, it's like, it's okay, Joel's not here. You know, um, 902 is bigger than me. It's bigger than, you know, it's bigger than just Joel showing up daily. It's it's a whole community. And I shouldn't have to be there for it to be the exact same experience every time. Well, it's the brand. Yeah, exactly. And you, when you set in a standard of excellence in your brand, then everyone follows that standard of excellence, whether you're there or not. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a very similar as a franchise. It really is. But you don't have to be a franchise to hold that standard of excellence. Um, I want to go back to that recognition that you provide for your people. Recognition is a phrase called recognition. Babies cry for it. People die for it. Mm -hmm. That's why in the military, they provide medals, right? People want to be recognized for their accomplishments. The other thing that's most important to people that I tell people all the time, if I'm in a restaurant, whether it's in the Dominican, Canada, Cuba, I tell people all the time, find out the waitress's name and introduce yourself. Your name is so important. Mm-hmm. So if if Joel comes through 902F Athletics and it's, hey, good morning, and you never say anyone's name, it means you don't, you haven't taken the time to get to know them and know who they are. And that's why you say when you get into the hundreds, it's almost impossible to know everybody but when you say good morning, Dennis, and if I'm in your class, but we do, it means more yeah. to me. That's why we have a whiteboard. Hundred percent. So right? every single person that walks through our door gets their name on a whiteboard, yeah. and whether they're putting their score on or not, I love it. They get a happy face if they don't put their workout on. I love it. And ev- I know every single person's name walking through our doors up into the four hundreds. And it's um, yeah, it's it's important. So, the journey. Mm-hmm. What some of your, you know, without giving away secrets. I mean, well, let's talk about what's coming up this weekend. Yeah. Right. I mean, your part of your brand in nine hundred two athletics is about the CrossFit, 100%. and the CrossFit Games are coming this weekend. Global. So, yeah, globally, right now, um, with the pandemic, the first stage already happened, and the top five games athletes are now in Aromas in California, um, at the ranch, and. Um, they're competing for the fittest in the world uh, through different events that uh, Dave Castro and the, and the game, CrossFit Games crew are planning to put on. So the top five are Matt Frazier, Noel Olson, Justin Madero, Samuel Quant, and Jeffrey Adler. Um, and then on the ladies' side... By the way, he's a Canadian. The, top, the fifth most fit individual is a Canadian, which is very cool. Yeah. Nine and ten's Canadians, too. Uh, yeah, so Patrick Vellner... Um, I think he was ninth. And then on the, on the women's side, it's Tia, Ter, Tia Claire Toomey, Brooke Wells, Haley Adams, Catherine Davis' daughter, and Carrie Pierce. And then the, in the 11th was Caroline Reason-Debeau. She's from, uh, from up in Quebec. 
It's awesome. Yeah, and uh, these these athletes now, CrossFit's becoming. Um, uh, you're able to make a living off of it, of doing fitness. Right. It's crazy. Well, it's, you can you can pound a bunch of weights, but if you, if you can't breathe, you're not much of an athlete. No. So they have to have everything. They have to have a strength component, a stamina co- component. They need to be able to do a max sprint. Like these are some of the workouts that that they're coming up and. Um, like if you see this in three days and you have to do these workouts, it's like, what? You know these games athletes, and you see their bodies like it's they look like they're gladiators. Yeah, well, in a way they are. Yeah, really. Yeah, if you think about it. I mean, they're the most gladiators of fitness, well trained mentally and physically mm-hmm. gifted athletes because it, they're almost like a hybrid athlete. They are. Which is really what you if you're going to live any kind of, kind of longevity you need to have it's not and there's different levels to be the most you know one of the greatest athletes in the world is one thing but just to be your own greatest athlete Mm -hmm. that's what i think sometimes people compare themselves to those that they say i could never be that i don't think that's when you tear that down and say well you don't you just want to be the best version of you you can be whatever that is so true and that's that's what that's our brand being the best version of you, coming in and wor- and doing what you can do, not focusing on what anybody else can do. I mean, we have people walk in the and do a class right beside a completely different competitors. One person who's trying to get their best score, and others who are just trying to come in and sweat and feel good and Absolutely. move. Absolutely. So you need to focus on well, okay, like I didn't get the score today, but that's not what it's about. No, it's about the health and wellness. Well. Revenue. And then the performance goes into other areas of your life. You're talking about work. You're more sharp at work. Your relationships seem to be better because of your mindset. There's less, um, your attitude is a little, you know, you attract different people because of your attitude. Um, Your sexual performance, (laughs) right? I mean, that's a big part of it. I mean, as you get older. You need to be in shape. You got to be in shape, man. I mean, that's what it's all about. So... Uh, it's been, it's something, and, and, and let's, let's be clear on this. I mean, CrossFit's a big party of your facility, but it's not the only thing. No, I have multiple and CrossFit, BFIT, which is our boot camp. Yeah. Um, personal training. Absolutely. Athletic training. We do all the sports teams here, hockey, baseball, volleyball, soccer, uh, everything we're, we're and those those areas i've watched our junior hockey team i've watched uh, our baseball players I'm, I'm you know my brother's in the hockey world i'm in the baseball world where you've helped us in your facility and as advanced people who may not have ever been drafted yep. into an area where they are they have been drafted so providing that service to not just here and where we live but anywhere in the world, when you have a facility with these kind of components like you have, it gives better people a better opportunity. And I think that's what, whether you're a parent and you have children and you say, what do you want for your children? I think the biggest thing parents want for their kids is just opportunities. Yeah, I want, I want, and when I moved back from Calgary, I want Bridgewater to be a place that people don't want to leave. When I was a kid, I wanted to leave. Yeah, there was no so opportunities. There was... There was nothing to do. I want Bridgewater now to be the place when, oh, I want to move to Bridgewater because there are opportunities. And just on the staffing basis of my staff, multiple staff might not be here anymore if 
if if I wouldn't have provided a job for them. Right. They have to go somewhere right? else. You're, we're supporting not just the, the community, but we're supporting the economic community right. as well, which um which I value. And I and I see extreme importance in and getting more businesses here. With this pandemic, people don't want to be in big cities anymore. Look yeah. at the housing market right now, the 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 real estate. So many people are purchasing, like I'm talking to my friends who are I've real estate it. agents. I've seen are it. Are not even they're not even looking at the house themselves. They're seeing it online and saying, buy, buy it. it. And they're moving from Ontario. I know. They're you know what I mean? They're it's like we are we are in a boom right now, which is crazy to say after a pandemic. But I think uh, I think we are on the uh, the upswing um, as long as we don't shut down again. I think as well when you deal with the character building situation that we are globally. I, I know my businesses have been affected by it, mm-hmm. like, and I know yours as as well. Very much. I mean, so. I own a travel agency, so that tells you right there, right? Our Goodwill tours have been affected by it. It teaches you to re-evolve yeah. yourself. It teaches you to to reignite your passions and to go in different areas to if you're if if you go way back in in the human race we've had to evolve in certain times in our lives because of adversity if you don't evolve you die well and right. that's i think some we're so sedentary right now in society we're so used to being that repetitive day in and day out type of society and this pandemic change, has changed that yep. i hope so because the quality of life that I think we need to live isn't all about the big cars, the big this, the big that. It's, it's what once I go back to that need versus want, mm-hmm. you know, chasing money all the time, chasing money, chasing money, chasing to. money. We all need some of it to oh, be able Mike, to. Oh, you need you need to pay number one. You need to pay your bills. Yeah, you need to have food on the table. Yeah, you know, you need you, right. And at the end of the day, for example, I'll give you mine. My biggest thing that I want to be able to do is 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 do my own schedule, have my own schedule, go to work when I want to go to work. Uh, I want to be able to train, and I want to be able to support my my family, right? My cats, yeah, and your Maria. family exactly. All right, well, we've had Joel Holland here on the weekly Woodcast. Joel, thanks so much for coming in. I'm sure we'll have you in again to to do a second version of this at some point. Um, how can people reach out to you online to find out where you are and the services that you provide at the facility? Uh, www.902athletics.ca or email me at joel at 902athletics.ca, 902athletics.ca. Sounds great. All the, all the best in, in future success, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at the gym. Thanks for having me. Or at the facility. Yes, sir. All right.